6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I uh, wanted to let you know about this. Starting September 16th, you're going to be able to uh, print a copy of your card-sized COVID-19 proof of vaccination or show it on your phone or your tablet. So this is uh, some good news. We, we were expecting this. We're waiting on the date. Work is also underway to make sure uh, make proof of vaccination available through a QR code. That is expected in the next few weeks. Now, through all of this, there's been some questions about the security of your information. Let's dive into that with David Shipley, who is the CEO of Boceron Security. He is a cybersecurity expert. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, QR codes, uh, David. <laughs> there seemed, there's been a real resurgence, or at least in my world, maybe elsewhere, but in my world, a resurgence through COVID. Never thought that they'd be used this much again. Yeah, no, I thought they were a fad, but their convenience and the ability to convey information quickly and be read by machines effectively um, kind of makes them a great fit for purpose for uh, the idea behind, you know, do I want to provide a big bulky piece of paper that says I'm vaccinated or can I quickly show this code and it be validated um, and be proven to be accurate? So, David, curious to know with these things, I mean, you know, everyone has concerns about, uh, about their information, right? Um, do we need to be concerned? Should we be concerned about QR codes and, and where information might be going, the possibility of it being you know, stored somewhere? Well, it comes down to a couple of different things when it comes to these proposals to use um, app-based vaccine QR codes. And the first thing is, what information is going to be encoded onto that code? And what do they really need to have? So, for example, some of these codes have your name. They might have your Medicare number. Maybe they have what doses you received and and what amount and when. That's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. What if we just simply said, Name, first name, last name, so they can validate that against, say, a driver's license, and yes, is vaccinated, Uh, in which case we've removed a whole bunch of personal information. Mm, That's a good idea. It could just be a big check mark or yes or no, whatever it is. There are simpler ways of doing this. There are. And, you know, the, the point of using the QR code is that it can have a um, what's called a cryptographic stamp, like a proof that it's authentic so that a uh, machine that's reading it knows, OK, this isn't just someone with a photocopied code. Um, this is actually a valid code. This is real. Mm-hmm. I can trust it. So so we can have that just with the basic information. And that way, if someone tries to take a picture while you're showing your code or anything else, they can't really get anything besides, yeah, this person is vaccinated um and you know even then that may be for some people uncomfortable Mm. um to share so let's minimize the risk but but the challenges with these vaccine apps go deeper than just the information in the code if it's an app one of the questions people have is well can they track me Mm. and well the short answer is Yes, they have the technology exists in a smartphone to track. No, because um, that's not a feature that they're enabling. And thankfully, on some phones like the uh, Apple iPhone, if they were asking for location data, uh, you would have to enable that. So that's a that's a good thing. So if they're not doing that. They can't track you. Um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, the, is that, you know, when it comes to, you know, turning things on and off in phones, right, like location tracking, that sort of stuff, a lot of people just, you know, out of sight out of mind they don't think about it at all 
Absolutely. And so, you know, that's why it's important that the way that apps now load on phones when you first set them up, you have to grant them explicitly that permission. If they mm-hmm. don't ask for that permission, they don't have it, yeah. which is good. Uh, another challenge, of course, is for older Albertans, people yes. without smartphones, et cetera. And that's why it's really important to have a physical card mm-hmm. option that can have the same stamp, the same QR code. But those of us who don't want to use our smartphones because we don't want to trust the potential that somehow they could be abused, so I just want to have that, or those that don't have the technology can still benefit. Yeah, I think I would always, um, you know, if I if I could and if I can, we'll, we'll always have a hard copy on me. I, that, in my head, that seems to make uh, some sense there. So, so, David, as we move forward through all of this, as we see provinces handling this different, as we're trying to figure out what one province is doing, what happens if you visit that province, depending on what your province is doing, what do we need to keep in mind as we're going through all of this? Well, I, I, I think, you know, the question for governments, particularly in the federal government, is what is our intent and objective with these apps? Um, is it to um, encourage the people who are unwilling to get vaccinated? Um, and certainly BC mm-hmm. saw a doubling of the rate of vaccine uh, appointments after they rolled out this app. So the stick approach seems to be working or the carrot of incentives around like lotteries, et cetera, has not been as effective. But then the question becomes, where are the fall down? in the process not the tech the tech's really simple but your point is really valid like i have to travel to quebec at the end of this month um my province doesn't have new brunswick does not have an app yet i still have my paper Mm -hmm. certificate is that going to get accepted yeah no about about to find out potentially awkwardly (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and it's like okay so we we traveled to bc not too long ago so we photocopied it and then i thought well maybe we'll just take a picture of it will a picture you know all sorts of questions so really important to make sure you do your research um on all of this let's just i'll leave it at that david i want to switch gears just for a second Uh, a couple of questions for you um stemming from the news from apple today that it uh, released this software patch to to fix what they're calling a security vulnerability that um that could allow hackers to infect iphones what can you tell us about this Sure. In terms of bad scale, at a 10 out of 10, this one was a 10. So what happened? A Saudi activist was suspicious that his phone was being used to spy on him. So he contacted fantastic researchers at the University of Toronto Citizen Lab, and they did a full forensic on the phone, and they found a previously unknown security vulnerability. And what made it so bad was all the attacker had to do was send a message via Apple's iMessage tool, and your phone would just have to receive that message and in the process of processing the message it would throw an error that would allow the attacker <laughs> to take control so you don't have to click anything do anything someone just needs your iMessage ID or your phone number and can send you this kind of spyware well okay so now you've explained what the zero click means I didn't I wasn't sure exactly what that meant but that makes a lot more sense now so uh, the best advice is to go and check uh, your phones and see if there's that security upgrade ready to, to download but it's not just the phones. It's everything that could take an iMessage. So the mm. uh, the phone, the iPad, the watch, as well as macOS. Now, here's the thing. Um, if you can get a patch for your phone, if it's still a newer phone, get it on yesterday. If your phone is older and you're still holding on to it, or your Mac or your iPad is older and there's no longer a patch, you really need to think about a plan to replace it because 
the thing about these kind of vulnerabilities and the way that the work is published about them, we now know about them and they publish the details about how they worked. That means criminal gangs, not the, the spy firm that was working for the Saudis, but regular criminal gangs are going to try the exact same tactic. And every day or week that goes on from yesterday's announcement, the more likely someone is to try this attack against you. Mm, okay, note to self, <laughs> looks like I'm going to have to get rid of my old phone. David, I have another excuse to do so. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate your time. Safe travels to Quebec as well. Awesome. You stay safe as well and uh, take care. Yeah, take care. That's David Shipley, who is a cybersecurity expert. He is the CEO of Beauceron Security. Yeah, so these uh, z- this zero-click thing that um, Apple has put out a, a software patch to fix. Again, they say it is... Uh, or potential to affect all major Apple devices, iPhones, Macs, Apple Watches. So, again, check to see if you have uh, an update ready to go. And as David said, you might have to look at, depending on how old your phone is, you might have to look at, or you might want to consider uh, updating it. If you're not worried about it, you're not worried about it. Some people might be, and some of us just have a slow phone that, It feels like it's going to catch on fire any moment now. My goodness.